Hi, this is Stephanie, the host of the Empower Your Life podcast, and it has been a hot summer. And let me tell you, I feel like everyone and their mother is out of Dallas, taking vacations, leaving leaving town, um, mostly because they've been you know, stuck at home for two years with the pandemic, but um, also because this heat in, de- in Texas right now is crazy hot. Um, I can tell you, you know, I've been on a few vacations myself that have been, um, were already planned. I mean, I had no clue that, that the heat was going to be like this, but I got to get away a couple of weeks to Portugal. And this is actually before they had some of their heat because they're experiencing very similar heat waves um, in Europe right now as well. But got to get away and, and, um, enjoy a new country and learn a new culture. And, um, that's some of the fun things that I love to do when I travel is just really like learning more about them. Um, you know, different cultures are so interesting and you always can learn something from them. And then I recently just got back from a trip. I took my niece and nephew. I always do like fun trips, um, for them. That's, um, for Christmas, I give them experiences and, Um, we got to go deep sea fishing. And honestly, I think I enjoyed the trip more than they did. I mean, I know they enjoyed it, but I felt like I was a little kid. I never thought I would have so much fun fishing. And um, I had a blast. Um, We're out on this ocean that was so blue. I mean, you wouldn't think Texas would have this blue of water, but when you get out far enough, you're going to see it. (laughs) And uh, it was so blue. So it's so pretty just sitting out there and you literally just dropped your line down and fish were just catching it. Um, And as we were pulling some of these fish that were pretty big, I was like, oh my God, this is a lot of work (laughs) to pull it up. You know, we had sharks swarming, trying to, um, to get our fish, which they did. They caught, caught a couple of them. We, we did pull out a head of the head of a fish that a shark got, um, had to move to some different locations, but all in all, it was, um, so much fun. So, um, I'm now back at it, um, back at the office and, um, back to seeing patients and, um, doing some fun events and all that good stuff. So this episode is fantastic. It's how to balance hormones naturally. And this is something that also is near and dear to me. I mean, I, um, went through a, uh, a health crisis, um, myself, my dad passed away about 10 years ago and which is crazy. Um, and when that happened, all the stress from that and having to take on and, and, and continue to, keep up with my work activities and everything that I was doing, my body completely crashed. Um, it was completely depleted. And, um, honestly, you know, I started getting weight gain, hot flashes, not sleeping very well, brain fog, fatigue. Um, I mean, all these things that were just not normal to me. And I was like, this is crazy. Like, how come, how come this is happening to me? And honestly, I got doctors asking what my age was. And at the time I was like, I was 39 years old. And, uh, They were saying, well, that's just what happens when you get older. And I'm like, oh my God, did you not like hear my story? And so I have since then done a lot of research and and helped um, with with the help of different doctors, you know, gotten my body back into balance and feeling so much better. And um, my sleep is so much better. My energy levels are back to normal. Um, I just, I feel fantastic again. And, And I did this without taking any kind of medication. So I'm really excited for you guys to learn more. We'll have more on this, um, coming up. We have a talk that we're doing, 
Um, obviously, if you weren't able to go or you missed it or you're listening to this a year later, um, definitely shoot us an email and we can send you that that talk. It's a fantastic one um, and excited for you to learn more and make sure you stay tuned to the end to, to get our special offer. This is the Empower Your Life podcast, where you can find some of the best health and life tips to keep you active and living life without having to go through surgeries, procedures, and medications. We want to give you hope that it is possible as the body has an amazing ability to heal if we give it the right environment. Stay tuned to the end of this podcast to hear a very special offer. Without a further ado, let's get started. Okay, guys, so we are really excited about this talk. Um, it's something that is uh, near and dear to me because just as I've gotten older, things kind of start popping up and, um, and not a lot of doctors really talk about some of these things or things that you can do or how you can kind of figure out some of these things. And they definitely don't talk about, you know, holistic ways of helping with like leaking, constipation and pelvic pain on top of, of hormones. So a little bit about why am I just not? Oh, there it is. <laughs> Trying to do the screen. Okay, a little bit about um, me. Some of you guys already know me, and then I'll have Katie introduce herself as well. Um, so I've been a physical therapist for, gosh, over 20 years, which is really, really crazy. But I've had a lot of, of health issues um, from like when I was really young. I had um, cancer in my late 20s just from being so active and I had a virus that was attacking me and I, I really couldn't get rid of it. Um, and after about two years and two surgeries and then wanting to do another surgery, I'm like, nope, I'm done. I'm going to figure out some other way. And so it really got me into doing research and figuring out some more holistic ways of taking care of myself. And so lo and behold, realizing that there's a lot of things that you can do in your diet that can really help improve your health, I was like, wow, this is crazy. Like, why are the doctors not talking about this? And um, ultimately that first experience was something that really completely changed my PT practice because it got me really understanding that there's a lot of things that we can do to help our body heal. And that's really the way I've wanted to build my whole entire practice is, is to really educate people and help people understand some of the things that they can do to help their body heal. And hormones specifically is one that is is something that you can do a lot of things to help um, improve it and regulate it as we get older. Now, when I got into my like late 30s, um, probably like 38, 39, my dad um, passed away and um, the office that I was at was um, super stressful with a lot of things that were happening um, with me having on to take on more. And um, Um, anyway, so I, my body crashed, like it completely crashed. And when that happened, my hormones completely crashed. And so I was getting like hot flashes, um, in my late thirties and I was getting, um, where I wasn't able to sleep very well at night. Um, I started, um, gaining a little bit of weight. Um, and I was like, God, this is so crazy. And I, you know, went to my doctors and I told them like, Hey, this is what's going on. You know, my dad, um, passed away. And then like three weeks later, this, these are all the things that happened. And they literally asked what my age was. And they said, Oh, that's just what happens as you get older. And so I was like, what? Okay. I'm done with you guys. 
And so it took me a while to figure it out. And so then I, you know, through the years navigated um, through different people, different providers to kind of help my body get back into balance. And it, it has, it's totally gotten back into balance. And so that's where some of this stuff is, is coming from, from a lot of things that I have been educated on um, through various holistic doctors. And then we have Katie, who's going to be talking about the pelvic floor. So Katie, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hello, I'm Katie. I'm a pelvic floor physical therapist over at Empower. Um, so I went to undergrad at the University of Wyoming and then went to Pacific University in Portland, Oregon to finish my doctorate program for physical therapy. And while I was there, connected with one of the professors who was a women's health specialist. We did a lot of research studies together, had a few publications, which is super fun. Uh, and we just bonded over treating the pelvic floor and never in a million years would I have ever thought that that's what my specialty would be. Um, being in physical therapy, I always thought I was going to do sports or like most people do or neuro and then started doing this and found that it is such a cool thing that um, is not super well known. So bringing more awareness to it has been super fun for people. Um, but yeah, I like treating the whole body. Every time that you come in and see me, we make sure that uh, I'm looking at everything. It's not just, hey, like let's only look at your pelvic floor. There are so many other things that go on with the pelvic floor. So I'm wanting to make sure that I'm looking at your whole body, making sure that we're assessing uh, what you're eating, uh, how your whole system is, is working together. Look at your back, your hips, everything. It's really fun. So having that orthopedic background plus going into pelvic floor is kind of my, my little forte. It's really fun. I love it. So let's get into talking about hormones. So our hormones are really linked, um, there's, there's a lot of different sources of imbalances um, when we're talking about hormones. So um, one of the things um, that we're gonna be talking about is you know, that, that link, the sources of the imbalance of our hormones, tips on to start with um, on how to balance, start balancing your hormones naturally. Um, we're gonna get into leak, leaking and prolapse, how to heal this naturally, how constipation is linked to a lot of women's health issues, including hormones, including prolapse, including leaking, like the whole body is really connected and you've got to get to kind of the source of some of these problems because otherwise we're just treating symptoms, which is what we do in the, in the medical system. And really why traditional medicine is not helping and what are um, other healthcare providers missing in some of those treatments. So, um, so these are some of the things that happens as we get older, whether we have kids or we don't have kids, it doesn't really matter. Um, it, it happens regardless. And this is what happens when you start getting into perimenopausal stage of your life, as well as beyond. So we'll get more mood swings, hot flashes. No one likes those <laughs> midsection, weight gain, fatigue, brain fog, not able to sleep at night, leaking uterine and, um, as well as uh, uterine prolapse, but else could be um, bladder um, as, as well as rectal prolapse. So these are a lot of the things that starts happening as we start getting, as we start aging. Now we've had people that have had stuff, you know, early on, even into their, their twenties and thirties that have issues with leaking. Um, so it doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, this is something that happens as we get older, but definitely as we get older, these are some of the common things that we typically see. 
So what are some of the common, common um, causes of hormonal imbalance? So one of them is a low thyroid function. So it's a lot of like, you've got to look at a lot of different issues that, that come up and um, it's not just one, one place. So when you are looking at like what's going on with your hormones, um, we've got to look at several different areas. So one of is thyroid function. So when you have a low thyroid function and really getting to a doctor that understands what testing that they need to do, this is one of the tests that they need to look at because if you have any um, issues within that area, you can have some problems with your hormones. Blood sugar issues is another big one. If you um, are having some blood sugar issues where you're, um, you know, starting to get into pre-diabetes type, type areas, these also are things that can cause hormonal imbalances. Increased cortisol, especially when it's chronic. So like when I was sharing my story of when I um, had all this stress when my dad died and just things that were going on in the office, I had that chronic stress, took on a lot of emotional, um, just like held in a lot of emotional baggage that I needed to, to get out of. And that like to completely tanked my, my hormones and created a lot of my problems, gut issues and constipation. A lot of times, even thyroid and gut issues, um, and even blood sugars, the gut is really like the link to a lot of things. So if you can get, um, some regulations and getting the gut back into, um, moving better and feeling better, we're going to talk a little bit more about that then this is also something that will um, create problems with your hormones. And here's the bottom line. You have to get to the source. So if you're trying to do something that's going to reduce your cortisol and it's not a cortisol problem, it's a blood sugar problem, you've got to get to the source of that. So when you can get your body all back into balance, I'm telling you, like the sleep will start getting better. Your weight will start getting better. Um, around the midsection, you'll start having more energy, um, all these things, but you have to get to the source of the problem. So how is gut and constipation related to hormones? So the, your liver is a hormonal clearinghouse. Um, and literally like it's, it's what clears everything out. So when your body's detoxing stuff, it's going through the liver and it's putting it into your guts. So it, once your hormones clear the get cleared through your liver, this goes into your gut and then you must like poop it out. And if you don't, and you're constipated, then what happens is it stays in the gut. And then that hormone, the estrogen will become more toxic. And when it becomes more toxic, it gets reabsorbed in the body. And then all of a sudden you start feeling like crap and you're like, oh my gosh, my hormones are all, you know, out, out of balance. You start having estrogen dominance. Um, also, if you're younger and you have, you know, PMS or painful, heavy periods, these are also um, hormonal imbalances um, related to the guts that can be problems. If you notice that by the end of the day that you feel like you're more bloated, 100% guaranteed there's something going on in your guts um, that needs to be resolved. So um, also impaired thyroid can also lead to constipation. So when we talk about constipation being an issue, it's a massive issue. And we also have to realize too, like, so when you think of, of also when people are trying to like lose weight, you know, people will say like, oh, it's calories in, it's calories out. It's not necessarily calories in, calories out. If your body's out of balance, it doesn't matter. If you have toxins in your body, guess what surrounds those toxins? It's fat. So the fat surrounds the toxins to protect it. And you can lose weight 
and all of a sudden and lose some of the body fat. But if those toxins are still there and you've lost the fat that's surrounding them, all of a sudden you feel like crap, you rebound and boom, there goes, there goes your weight. So really getting all this to be in balance, getting the liver to really cleanse everything, getting the body to clear it out is a process that is so important. So some of the tips that I have that are just really basic, easy tips that you can do to really help improve your hormones is tip number one, drink water. We need 80 to 100 ounces a day of filtered water because this is where if you're dehydrated, it's much harder. Like you will have um, more constipation um, because you need our bodies made up of mostly of water. So we need to make sure that we're drinking 80 to 100 ounces a day to really cleanse the body. This also helps with body temperature regulation. So if you notice that you're getting some hot flashes or things like that, you can drink water. And if you're consistent with it, you're going to notice that some of those hot flashes will actually reduce. Um, the tip number two is alcohol consumption. So I know, <laughs> but the alcohol also dehydrates you. And if you've noticed, um, what happens is if you're drinking at night and you drink, you know, something that's maybe a little bit too much, or sometimes just even one glass of wine can do it. You'll wake up at like three o'clock in the morning, um, because the alcohol is passing through your liver at that point. Um, and then all of a sudden you'll start having hot flashes. So, um, not only does alcohol dehydrate you, but it also will disrupt the hormonal imbalance and it makes your sleep patterns worse. So a lot of times people want to get home. They have that glass of wine. It's going to, they're going to feel like nice, like that's like the, the end of their day. That's what it symbolizes. And I would say really reduce it. Like, you know, I've had to significantly reduce my alcohol consumption. Not that I would drink a lot, but I would have a drink, you know, every other night and then on the weekends. And so now I've just basically made it to where it's for the most part, like one night a week uh, with some exceptions, but um, I've had to really reduce it. And I get so mad at myself when I don't, because I feel like crap because my sleep's off and all of a sudden, you know, you'll start getting hot flashes in the middle of the night, especially if you are dehydrated, the more hydrated you are, the better it's going to be. If you do want to have that glass of wine. So, um, tip number three, decrease your chronic stress. And so what that does is when you have chronic stress, that's going to increase your cortisol levels. So we all have stress in our life and it's fine. It's, we're supposed to, it's kind of how we grow and, and learn. And, you know, it's much like a muscle. You really work a muscle and you really challenge that muscle. You're stressing that muscle. It's going to make that muscle grow. But if you overstress that muscle and you work it and you work it and you work it, then all of a sudden that muscle can't function anymore. And it doesn't work very well. Well, it's the same thing with stress. Like we have stresses and it's fine. We're meant to, but if we're in that constant stress, high stress mode, it's going to increase that cortisol. And, um, and that's not going to be good because that that's exactly what happened with me. And it can completely like disrupt your whole hormonal balance. So one of the things I like to share with people is, you know, our body feels emotions we carry and we've got to deal with those emotions. And if we don't, it's going to turn up somewhere in our body. And there's a great, great book um, that I recommend people reading. It's called The Body Keeps Score. But emotions are huge. Um, I've had people that have come through here and it's like there's an emotional component and we've got it. We've got to get down to the bottom of, of where this is starting from and deal with it because it's kind of like um, how I describe, you know, we can hear a song and that song can take us into a certain spot in a movie. 
Like literally you haven't seen that movie in five years, but you can visualize that spot in that movie based on that song. Well, that's what happens with these emotions. Something can trigger and it takes us right back to that one spot that we can feel and, and um, that's like, you know, can be emotionally draining that that's what our body feels and we've got to deal with it. And if we don't, we're missing the boat. We've got to get that resolved. Getting overwhelmed, doing too much. Um, your body feels this. Um, it can affect your hormones as well as anything else. It can affect autoimmune responses among other health issues. And so as women, we tend to take on everything. I know I've been there and I've had to learn how to say no <laughs> because at some point you just can't do it all. And at some point you can't help everyone. At some point you've got to take care of yourself before you can help someone else. Because if you're completely wiped out and depleted, you're not going to be able to help someone else. And it is okay for you to take time to take care of yourself. It's okay. You need to do it. Um, we all need to do it. So um, just making sure that you're not taking on too much when we take on too much, um, that keeps us in that fat storage due to fight or flight. So our body's in this response of, oh my gosh, we're in attack mode. I've got to store, store as much fat as possible so that, um, so that we have the energy that we need to maintain it. And we, we weren't meant to be in that long-term. And it also will keep your sleep. Your sleep will be completely off um, when you have issues like this. So tip number six is increase your fruit and vegetable intake. Um, you know, this really is that for that like gut health um, piece of it. So we have like good bacteria that is in our gut. So the good bacteria feeds off of plants. It doesn't feed off of meat. It doesn't feed off of processed food and all these other things. It feeds off of plants. So we need to be, make sure that we get enough plant intake so that we can help that the good bacteria get every, you know, get what it needs from it and then help push it out. And so the more fruits and vegetables that you can, can eat, um, this is going to help not only with your constipation, but it's also going to help with your gut health. The fruits and vegetables are also the place where you get fiber in. So that's where you get your fiber. So you need to make sure that, you know, ultimately we want to eat about nine to 13 servings daily. That's on average. If you have, you know, you exercise a lot, like, you know, you run marathons or, or things like that, um, then you need to up that number because it's kind of like, you know, when we breathe in oxygen, we use that oxygen, we have to have it. In order for us to use that oxygen, we, we um, it turns into what we call like oxidative stress for our body. So it's kind of like, you know, you have a fire, you need oxygen in order to have a fire and the byproduct of that fire is the smoke. Well, the smoke for our body is oxidative stress and oxidative stress produces free radical damage. And that basically produces whatever happens, like whatever your genes are and whatever is your weakest link, that's what it's going to go to, to affect. So it could be heart issues. It could be autoimmune issues. It could be, um, I mean, a slew of, 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 of different health conditions, diabetes, you name it. And so if you don't get enough um, fruit and vegetable intake, that's where you get your antioxidants from. So the antioxidants will neutralize that oxidative stress and that will help your body stay in, in a little bit of, of a better balance. When we don't take enough fruits and vegetables intake, then that oxidative stress builds over time. And that's what creates the disease process. That's what creates wrinkles on our face. That's what creates, you know, e even, you know, our ability to heal and recover fast. So we need to make sure that we find ways to 
increase our um, fruit and vegetable intake. So tip number five, one of the things that I always recommend in my office is a product called Juice Plus because most people are completely overwhelmed. Um, they don't know how, to, they, they can't start on a program because it's just, they're just so exhausted. And so what I love about this is that it's just plant nutrients that are juiced and dehydrated. So they use small to mid-sized farms and they grow their produce, they pick it vine ripes. And when they pick it, they freeze it to keep all the nutrition in. And they basically blend everything, the core, the rye, the seeds, everything. And then they pull the water, salt, and sugar out. And, um, and then just encapsulate the, the powder. So one of the things that is great about this is that it's pre-digested. So this is awesome. So people always talk about like we need probiotics and things like that. Well, probiotics are great, but they only hit a certain, like a few strands of the good bacteria in our gut. And sometimes you have to start there because you can't even eat the healthy foods because there's so much issues going on with the gut. So when you have foods that are pre-digested like this, this is basically all the vitamins and minerals for 20, 30 different types of plants that basically get into the bloodstream immediately, don't have to be processed through our, you know, eating, chewing it down, getting it down to the gut, and then allowing the nutrition to get out. It can immediately get into our bloodstream to help push some things out. So ultimately they, they call this pill at the very beginning, they called it the pooping pill because literally it helps people, like it makes you regular, it helps get gets things kind of pushing out. And a lot of that's just because it is plant nutrition and the good bacteria is starting, like likes that, that kind of stuff and helps push some of the, um, some of the bad stuff out and, and gets you more regular. So with this, you can get up to 50 different plants in your body. Um, they have a couple of other things that they have like shakes that are all plant-based that are fantastic. Um, they have an omega blend that is the full spectrum of all the different omegas that are also plant-based. Um, when we take fish oil, essentially the fish eats the seaweed, the seaweed is what has the omegas. And so basically they cut out the fish and went directly to the seaweed to get the omegas. Plus they have other things like um, raspberry seeds and um, tomato seeds that give you um, a wide spectrum of all the omegas that we need. The other thing that I love um, about this is the fact for me, being the science nerd that I am, because I love science, um, it has over 40 articles published on this product. Um, and that's really what got me interested because I was like, the, on, on taking this product myself, um, was that there was actual research and the journals are journals that I actually recognized, um, which are top journals. So they have, they're in the top cardiac journal. They're in the top um, um, sports and exercise journal. They're in the top periodontal journal. Um, so they're, they're in the top journals of whatever else, what, whatever they're publishing about. And um, they show that it improves gut health. They're showing that it improves, um, that it improves your immune system, that it reduces oxidative stress in our body, that it improves um, skin health, making with more hydration and things like that. So there's a lot of, of really awesome articles um, that are published um, on this product. So it's one of the reasons why um, I recommend it because there's not a lot of, lot of products out there that have research on it. So you really don't know. The sixth tip is um, to get to a specialist. So you have to get to the source of your imbalance. And remember, there's several ways that our hormones can get imbalanced and we need to figure out what that is. And we have several people that we like to um, refer to for um, different things um, because that's you know our, our goal 
with our office is really to be an extension to really help people navigate the healthcare system to really get the best care to get to make their body feel the best and that's 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 our goal so um that is the six tips all right so let's chat a little bit more about constipation pelvic pain and leakage so a little bit about pelvic floor. So our pelvic floor is a group of muscles. It's kind of like this little hammock that we have down there to help support uh, all the organs that are down there. The pelvic floor helps us with our bowel and bladder control, making sure that we're going when we need to go and not going when we shouldn't be going. Our sexual function, and then supporting all of those organs. So there's a lot of organs down there. We want to make sure that those muscles are strong and stable so that they do hold the muscles or hold the organs up. So if it's not working correctly, that's when we have things like leakage, where it can be um, urine leakage or fecal leakage, constipation, just can't go, pain down there, so pelvic pain or pelvic organ prolapse. And as Stephanie had already said, pelvic organ prolapse can be either the bladder, the uterus, or the bowels. So not super fun, don't wanna have that happen. A lot of times when we have some of these things going on, our, uh, our doctors are telling us that it's normal and it, it happens as you age or it happens after you have babies, but this is not true. It's not normal. It can be helped. There are situations where it can't be helped, but most of the time it can be helped and it, it can be helped very easily. So that's when you get to come see me and we can work through it together. So how do we eliminate this? So when you come see me as your pelvic floor therapist, I'm going to do a full evaluation. As I had already said, I really, really like looking at the whole body. I do a comprehensive evaluation, look at the way your hips are moving, look at the way you're standing, how do you walk, what's your back doing, all of that stuff. And then we also do the pelvic floor. So pelvic floor, I look externally. And then if you're okay with it, we also do the internal evaluation. And then based off of what I find with that, I typically put you in one of three buckets. You either have a hypertonic pelvic floor, meaning it is super, super, super contracted. It's too strong and it's fatiguing out. Hypotonic, there's just nothing happening down there. It's almost like the muscles just don't want to contract at all or a mix. I typically see mixed whenever I do an evaluation on anybody. Uh, most recently I had one woman that was super, super strong on her right side of her pelvic floor, but then the left side just didn't really have much going on for it. So we have to find that balance. Then after we do the evaluation, we come up with our plan together. I like to create a specialized program for you to ensure that you're able to perform the regular activities that you want to be able to do during the day without experiencing any sort of pelvic floor dysfunction. And I do this without telling you to do a hundred Kegels. So no Kegels allowed. So why no Kegels? Yes, Kegels are a great exercise for strengthening the pelvic floor, but this was actually created by uh, an OBGYN in the 1950s as just like the go-to exercise. And so here we are over 70 years later, still performing the same exercise. What I think about is if you were to do this for your biceps or say you wanna strengthen your leg muscles, do you just do one exercise for that? Absolutely not. So we don't wanna do that for the pelvic floor either. There are some people that may need to do some Kegels just to figure out that contraction. But then once you learn it, 
we got to go on from it because this is something that our body should automatically do. And we need to learn how to do that. So it's not ideal to perform this at a high frequency. So if you go to Dr. Google, Google will tell you that you need to perform 20 repetitions, holding for 10 seconds and repeating that five times a day. It's a lot of Kegels. It's a lot, a lot of Kegels. So if you're doing that, that routinely, like when you're at a stoplight, you're waiting in line at the grocery store, you're waiting for your food to heat up in the microwave or you burn some coffee. You do that, then it's going to cause things like leakage, constipation, pelvic pain, and prolapse because your muscles are no longer able to support you. If you think about doing that same number of repetitions, holding for 10 seconds, and then repeating five times a day with squats, and then you try to go walk up the stairs, I would bet that you are unable to walk up the stairs because those leg muscles are exhausted after doing that. So I would not do that with the little teeny tiny muscles of the pelvic floor. So we do other things instead, make it way more functional for you. So instead of doing Kegels, I like to look at pelvic floor coordination. So I start out with doing relaxation breathing techniques, trying to figure out how to get the pelvic floor to contract with the other muscles surrounding it. So our pelvic floor muscles, they have like the buddies that are around them. So their little friends include the respiratory diaphragm that sits directly underneath your lungs and then the abdominal muscles sometimes the glutes, and then we love the inner thighs as well. So wanting all of those muscles to contract and relax together, that way your body has balance. Over time, we work on this until it becomes more automatic because that's when the function of the pelvic floor is actually doing what's supposed to do. It should be an automatic function of our body. When we get to that point, then you get to start doing more uh, higher intensity exercises, AKA what you're actually coming in for. Are you somebody that wants to go back to running? We gotta get your pelvic floor figured out so that you're not leaking on your run. Your run. Do you wanna do yoga, but you're unable to hold your bowels during a yoga class? Gotta get that coordination back. So we can do all of that without doing a single Kegel. It's a whole bunch of other things instead. Super fun. So, I want you to know that peeing on yourself is not normal. I hear this all the time from my patients. They say, oh, it's just a little leakage. I've had six kids. Like, you know, it happens. It's supposed to happen as I age. It's not, it is not at all. So peeing on yourself or that leakage is known as incontinence. A lot of times people feel this when they're coughing, exercising, laughing. I had one individual that even walking up the stairs, if she was holding anything, she was leaking the whole way up. Uh, and it's not normal. It is not normal at all. So you don't have to have a baby in order to have this. It can happen to anybody. I've had women that are super young in their twenties and they've never had a baby, but they're already leaking. So what are they doing to start leaking? It's a multitude of things. And that's what the evaluation will show. So breaking down incontinence, there's a lot of different types of it. The two that I see most often are urge and stress incontinence. Urge incontinence, you can think of this like when you get home, you open your garage door and you're like, oh man, I have to pee and I have to pee right now. And if I don't go right now, then it's going to be bad. Or um, there are some people that well, as soon as they wake up in the morning, their alarm goes off and it's like an alarm for their bladder. 
They're like, I gotta go. I gotta go now. So that's urge incontinence versus stress on the other hand, which is when we do something that's stressful on our body. That's going to be like coughing, sneezing, laughing, um, walking up the stairs. And then you can also get these where they are combined together. So we call that mixed incontinence. That's the type that I see more than more often than not somebody that has the urgency, but they also have the instances where they're coughing or sneezing and they're having these episodes. So we don't want that. It's not normal. Your doctor is going to tell you it's normal and it's not. So we need to get, get to the bottom of it and figure out what's going on. So then constipation, are you somebody that's not able to go number two? It's not fun when that happens, but you're not alone. Nearly 60 million Americans have this happen. And there's a lot of different ways that you can solve this without um, using things like laxatives or going to the doctor and having to, to do other more invasive things. There's a lot of natural ways to solve it, which Stephanie talked about a lot. And I absolutely love everything that she says because it's true increasing water intake, increasing your fiber intake, doing things to make it so that your colon's working the way that it's supposed to. And it's eliminating these things from your body. When I treat people that have constipation, I really look at how is the pelvis aligned more times than not. I see that somebody has a really tight backside of their pelvic floor because it's trying to hold up these heavy bowels that aren't able to eliminate themselves. So we have to learn how to relax that because a lot of times when you have constipation and it's been it become chronic over time, that also is going to lead to leakage episodes, urinary leakage episodes, because the backside of the pelvic floor is super tight, holding up those bowels, and it's making it so the front side's not doing what it's supposed to do. So when I do an evaluation, I try to figure out how is your pelvic pelvis aligned, what's going on with those muscles? How can we get that balance back in them? That way you can go. Then I also teach people how to do some more um, self-guided um, constipation relaxation uh, exercises. So one of them is a bowel massage and it's just a gentle massage along your colon. It's external, you don't have to do anything invasive and it typically makes people have to go like pretty quickly. It's amazing. And then we need to also work on improving um, the muscle relaxation and contraction. That way we can get things out. So pelvic pain. If you are having pain down there, first and foremost, make sure to go to your doctor, your gynecologist to make sure there's nothing else happening that we don't want to have happen. Um, she'll be able to rule out things like, um, STDs or, um, polycystic ovarian syndrome, endometriosis, things like that, that can cause pelvic pain. If those are all clear, come to, to pelvic PT, because this is when I'm going to work on things that will help to alleviate what's going on. We actually find that more times than not pelvic floor muscles are super tight and they're unable to relax. This is an area that a lot of people hold stress. Sometimes there, there are muscles that are super tight, just like in your neck. You feel stressed, you feel it in your neck, and you're like, man, I've got a trigger point right there. You can have the same thing happen with your pelvic floor. So we want to relax all of those, break down that tension, make sure that everything is nice and, 
and relaxed in that area. When that happens, then we start going through the coordination exercises, making sure that you don't continue to hold stress down in that area, and that's gonna improve your pain. Helps tremendously. So with prolapse, so pelvic organ prolapse, it can be serious and it can be not as serious. So there's different grades. Our grades like one to two are where it's just barely starting to come down a little bit. Those ones, we need to feel like we can support the organs without having them push out. A lot of times I see that women are making their prolapses worse because they are pushing out their yarn, they're pushing out their bowels, they're doing all of this that's forcing things down instead of lifting up. All of our bodily functions when it comes to our pelvic floor, so when you are going to the bathroom, um, being intimate, anything like that, it should be very natural, normal. It shouldn't feel like you're having to force anything. And if you are, that can be pretty detrimental on our body. So we want to be able to get control over those pelvic floor muscles in order to reduce the effects of the prolapse. So like I said, our grade one to two, they're just starting to go down a little bit. Those ones we can lift back up, make them feel nice and supported. The higher grades are when we need to really work together with um, your gynecologist, figure out what our plan is going to be. If you have your prolapse that's so serious, it's more of that grade three to four where it is starting to pop out of the body a little bit. That's when we need to really work with that gynecologist. Maybe use something like a pessary, uh, which is inserted internally. It holds everything up better alternative to surgery because these surgeries actually fail 50% of the time and it's very, very invasive. We don't want surgery down there. Don't want much going on down there. So try to avoid that as much as possible. So doing things like working with your gynecologist for the pessary, working with me as your pelvic floor therapist, getting that good support and learning how to prevent it in the future or prevent it from getting worse, I should say. So, so important. So these can be helped. And that's a big thing. You don't have to go in for surgery for this. So I've had a lot of success with my patients with all of these. Uh, one that always comes to mind when I think about leaking was the patient that was walking up the stairs and she would just leak everything. She, she was, it was so sad because she was like, I can't do anything. I can't go to dinner with my friends because if I laugh, pee. If I work out, I pee. But she was an avid runner. She wanted to get back to running. So working together, I think it took like eight sessions with her, not a whole bunch, but she was really dedicated. She wanted to do everything. And she ended up just doing a 5k recently, which was amazing. So super, super cool. She's doing so much better, um, able to do everything that she wants to without having those episodes of leaking, which is phenomenal. Another thing that I also treat with um, pelvic floor physical therapy is the ab separation that we get if um, you've had a baby or you've had any sort of abdominal surgery and they've had to cut in through your abdominal area. Um, so ab separation, we have an area right in the center of our abs, right in between those six pack muscles that I know that we all have. Some are just a little bit more hidden, mine included, but we have them. They're there. There's an area that gets um, separated, especially during the third trimester of, um, of pregnancy, which is important because it got to make room for baby. 
but then afterwards that doesn't always come straight back together. We call this diastasis recti. So this separation, we need to learn how to re reconnect our muscles. So muscles don't completely close up, but they're working in a way that they can actually contract again, which they haven't been able to do, especially after having a baby. So I uh, had one patient that had a three finger separation uh, and it was actually causing a lot of other pelvic floor dysfunctions. She was leaking. Um, she also had constipation, just a lot going on. And when we worked on the ab separation, got it almost completely closed up. She was able to go to a workout class. She was able to actually do like plank holds. First time I saw her do a plank, it was the coolest thing. Um, that was something that she wanted to do. She was like, I haven't been able to plank since I had my kids. So it's really fun to see that. I love treating that um, ab separations. It doesn't take a lot of in-person sessions. It's a lot of work that you have to do outside to get that good coordination with your core. And once you get that, it's amazing what you're able to do. It's super fun. And then prolapse. So seeing a, my patient had a grade two prolapse. So it was protruding, but it wasn't external yet. Um, and she was able to get back to full workout routine and everything once she figured out the coordination of her pelvic floor to figure out how to actually support it. She was somebody that was actually, I call it power peeing, where you go in, you're like, I have 20 seconds and I got to go. I don't have a lot of time to be sitting here to go pee right now. And she would sit there, she would power pee, forcing herself to get as much urine out as possible, which is not what our pelvic floor should do. It should be very easy. You should just be able to sit there. Your body knows, Boop, I am on the toilet. I can go and then let it go. But she would force it out and that was making her prolapse worse. So coming in, figuring out what um, her bathroom habits were and then reversing that and then supporting the, the prolapse with um, that good muscle coordination was really cool. Getting her back to her full workout routine. So fun. Well, on hormonal health, we don't really treat a lot of these symptoms, but we can help guide people on where they need to go. But I can tell you from my perspective and my story, um, it is, I mean, it does take work and it does take adjusting how you eat um, because you may be doing too much of one thing or not eating a variety of things or there, I mean, there's a lot of things that go into it because I mean, our body, it's not just one thing that, that goes wrong. It's usually multiple things. Like when we go and we look at a knee, we're not only looking at the knee, we're looking at the knee, we're looking at the hip, we're looking at the back, we're looking at the ankle. Like there can be things up the chain that are creating some of those problems. And it's the same thing with hormonal health. And like I said, there's a lot of different areas to look for, but at least it gives you some guidelines to understand like, okay, let me go and see if I can get to someone that can look at some of these things for me and help me get some of these things back into balance. And it's possible and we can totally um, help guide you in that process as well. So what do you take from all this? Um, honestly, and I always say this, <laughs> so our bodies really have an amazing ability to heal if we give it the right environment. And unfortunately in our medical system, it's just, it's, it's hard because um, I don't know how you can spend 10 minutes with someone and diagnose what's going on. Cause most of the time when someone comes in to see you, it's like, I'm not sure what I did. I started having these, these symptoms. I, I kind of don't feel right, but I don't know what it is. I can't really explain it. I mean, they'll come in with stuff like that. And, and 
the doctors have 10 minutes with you. So our system is really failing us. And it really does take time to, to figure things out, to sit down and have a conversation. Um, and and that's that's really what, what it comes down to. So it gets really frustrating when you hear things like, oh, that's just what happens when you get older. That's very normal because you're gonna hear this all the time. I mean, literally people told me that that's what happened to me. And I was like, no, really? Doctors would actually say that? And I literally almost wanted to punch the doctor that told me that I did it, but I wanted to, because I was like, are you kidding me? Did you not listen to me? Like that, you know, they, I guess they didn't have time to listen. I don't know. I told them my whole story, but it happens. And we just really want to give you hope that, that you can get better because it's possible. And if you ever need to come in, have a conversation with us, we're more than happy um, to do that. That's what we're here for. Really avoid having surgery at all costs. Um, there are times when you have to have surgery it is, I mean, it just, it just happens, but if we can avoid it, try to avoid it because there's way more complications that can happen with surgery than by not having surgery. And that definitely needs to be the last resort. And really, again, emphasize this again, do not let anyone tell you that that's just what happens as you get older or tell you that, oh, it's because of arthritis and, and you know, all those things that we, that we hear because we're getting older, it's just not true. You have to get to the right people to help you. Um, and when you do, you hold on to them because they're amazing. And they, you know that they can be a resource. Even if they can't help you, you know they can be a resource for so many other things. And so what our special offer is this time is, um, you know, we, we do these free discovery visits. We have them. We have um, usually about four spots a week open. So if that's something that you want to do, sit down and talk with Katie on some things that is, are, might be going on with you, definitely definitely do that. But we're going to give you also $100 off an evaluation if you get, use this in the next 15 days. Um, so if you get it scheduled within the next 15 days, it happens to be like, you know, 30 days out, that's totally fine. But if you just get something scheduled, we can definitely um, do that after, um, after discovery visit. And we can do that on the phone or you can come in either way. It doesn't matter. Um, and then we also have a free giveaway, a free pelvic floor PT report with our top tips and education. So Definitely, if that's something that you want, um, we'll reach out to you guys to make sure we can get that, um, that to you as well. And then one final last thing. So we do events every month because we love to, to provide education and we're gonna be doing one on how to avoid back surgery and getting your life back with CBD products and physical therapy. So it's gonna be a fantastic event. There's definitely a lot of things on that CBD can help. It's way more natural than any kind of pain pills or things like that even from a sleep perspective, anxiety perspective. So we are partnering with the CBD House of Healing um, and Summer, She her background, she's in nursing, um, but she has a, a CBD clinic and it's gonna be fantastic. And we're gonna do this again live because we're trying to start to get back to doing some live events. It's so much fun to see people's faces. And then we're also gonna do it virtually. So those are the, um, the events that we're having coming up. Hey y'all, I'm Catherine, Client Relations Manager of Empower Physical Therapy. If you're interested in speaking to one of our specialists on how we can help you, click the link below to set up a time with one of our physical therapists.